Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Journey Podcast. Today, I have a friend. It's Anthony joining us today. And how are you doing today, Anthony? I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm, I'm doing well. It's uh, been rainy lately. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little cold where I'm at, too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Anthony? Um, I'm in my 20s. I was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, I grew up, I grew up in the water and surfing a lot and I've actually been kind of the last five years, been a nomad bouncing all over the place. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. No, I can't complain on that. No, no. And, and I know a lot of people who would love to travel right now. It's uh, definitely a difficult time to be able to do anything, see anything, go out. Uh, I did notice that as we were talking, it seems like you have taken on this journey and this challenge to better yourself as an individual internally. And it sounds like it comes from being able to encounter some some stories from your past. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself in that way? Um, yeah, I mean, growing up, especially where I grew up, and I mean, you have some difficulties, especially being uh, white or Caucasian. I mean, you definitely have some hardships. And so it teaches you to be, uh, teaches you to learn how to handle different aspects and, you know, kind of sh- teaches you to, you ha- how can I say it in a, in a way that it doesn't come across wrong, but I mean, uh, was, you just, you, was your, was the area that you lived in, impacted or did it have some sort of stigma with certain ethnicities versus others like is there certain cultural uh, friction between the different ethnicities in your area yeah there is very the uh, growing up in you know in in hawaii they really don't like they don't like whites or caucasians i mean they do and they don't then they don't but it comes back to like when missionaries were in, in hawaii the technically American, like the white people came in and stole the land from the Hawaiians when they were actually their own country. So they annexed the queen and the missionaries and, or some rich missionaries took over and started a coup against the, the Hawaiian government. So there's some distaste, there's some bad taste in, in a lot of the local people's mouths because of that. So, being white for, and especially growing up in the nineties and early two thousands, it was worse before that too. But, you know, there's a, it was a, it was definitely harder than say growing up in like the Midwest or, you know, certain aspects of like the East coast or, you know, so it takes a, that definitely takes a toll on you. You have a different way you're raised compared to like growing up out in the like continental United States. Yeah, but it definitely teaches you and it shows you like that teaches you how to handle certain situations. It shows you how to be resilient and how to overcome certain issues as well. And especially from a race standpoint, like it definitely teaches you how to how to better yourself in that aspect and how to like look at all races as an equal, you know, especially being out there, you're like in a melting pot of ethnicities yeah filipinos hawaiians chinese portuguese puerto rican uh japanese chinese or japanese white mexican uh i can keep going micronesian you know i can keep going on what how many different ethnicities you have all in one little group of islands and it's it's crazy um you know and and they're all intermixed and it's it's just like, like I said, it's a giant melting pot of, of ethnicities, like a smorgasbord. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So, so what were some of your experiences uh, growing up in having different, uh, different behaviors being enacted towards you, uh, particularly between like maybe your friend groups or maybe within your school or 
where you lived within your family? Was was there any sort of experiences that you felt were impacted by that? I mean, yeah, I mean, it definitely is a, it impacted a, a lot of different things. You know, it teaches you, you definitely got bullied. So it definitely taught you how to, you know, defend yourself and like stand up for yourself, you know? So there's a lot of fighting, a lot of, especially, yeah, like you got to learn how, it's almost like, being fed to wolves like you got to understand how to you know you can't really show emotion you show any emotion they take advantage of it so the whole time like you're taught like to hide the emotion deep down in like deep down in like a dungeon it's almost like so you got to like kind of put that all those interactions that make you like feel certain ways with the emotion, the depression, the anxiety, the hurt, different things, you almost gotta, you take it all and you like throw it away like deep down in a dungeon and then you like lock it in a safe. You keep like locking and throwing things away and hiding it within itself. And, you know, if you don't know how to handle it to a point, it will just make you self-destruct. Like either a lot of, you know, a lot of people that I know have, never really dealt with it they you know they go to medication or like medication like prescription medication for drugs and then they go to partying and a lot of people don't know how to cope with it and it's it's kind of it's sad it's it's very it definitely takes a toll on you in the long run because you got this being fed to the wolves you got this mentality that you can't show any any type of weakness because if you show the littlest weakness they they pounce on it like like a shark on blood or you know like a wolf with a dead dead or like a sick animal so it's you got to kind of you, you got to be really good at either hiding it or really good at dealing with it yeah like in in some ways did it did it change the way that you interacted in, in your relationships uh with you know, with your family and with other people that you cared about? Oh, totally. It totally did. It totally taught you, like, it, it makes you not want to show emotion. Like, it makes it hard to give that, that show that emotional side or that. It definitely, it, it definitely makes it harder to, like, let loose. Like, you get this, you get scared that you, you're going to be out of, like, a way of not being able to control certain things. Yeah, it makes it it makes it really hard to show any sort of emotion to anybody because you feel like the little bit of emotion is like you're showing weakness and you're supposed to be like that strong strong person, you know, in it. No matter if it's like with your friends, with a loved one or like like a spouse or if you're like with your your parents and stuff. So it just it makes it a little more difficult to show that that side of you when you're actually supposed to show that side of you, you got to let that side be shown at some point because you can't let it, you can't bottle it up and hide it. Is there so. some, is there an experience or is there a point when you realize that you needed to open up a little bit more or that you needed to be able to understand your emotions? Yeah. I was just always too scared or too, not proud, but too like hesitant to get to that point. Yeah, I guess, yeah, just too scared to, to let that side be shown because I felt like it was that, that weakness. I didn't want to show off any sign of weakness. And, you know, I went through some, some issues just recently that opened, opened me up to like learn more about myself and show that it wasn't a bad thing to, to let that, you know, let that side be shown to be more, a little more emotional, a little more let loose of the, the, um, affection or let loose of diff different little things. It definitely has the, the certain situations that I went through definitely helped open that up and make me realize that, you know, I can't be scared to show weakness or scared to show emotion when you know it actually takes a real a real man or a real person you know 
real man that really honestly honor his emotions and show it instead of always hiding and running away from them. Is there, is there anyone that you can think of that maybe has modeled the idea of being open uh, for you or maybe even the opposite, maybe someone that you've seen model the situation of not being open and not being able to express yourself and your emotions and how their story has helped bring your decision. I have a few friends that, I mean, like a few, or a few people that are close to me that are the one that are kind of like closed off to it that don't show much of anything. So that, I mean, it kind of makes me realize like when I was going through the situation I was going through, seeing certain people that are really close to me have issues with being that emotional side really made me like step back and like look at it like, oh, like this is kind of how I was. Like I need to not be that way. It doesn't help any situation, doesn't help, doesn't help you as a person to grow and it doesn't help you as a person to like be better for other people if you're stuck in this mindset of not wanting to change to be a better version. And then on top of that, I have another person that was pretty close to me and they were actually very affectionate. They're an older person. He was an older person, but you watch certain shows and, you know, certain things would come on and they would tear up or he would tear up and stuff. And you kind of can see certain instances in that where it's like, all right, like it isn't, it is fine to be that type of person and show that emotion compared to being the complete opposite and running away from it or being the too pr- the overly prideful, pr- prideful man that doesn't want to admit to certain issues or certain emotions because he's scared to be looked at as weak. So, you know, I, the situation I went through, it kind of really opened my eyes to, being like, oh, I need to, you know, if I want to be a better person for the future, I need to definitely start honoring, like need to get out of that mindset of throwing the key into the dungeon and locking everything with the emotions. I need to start learning to let it go and be more open to it. Yeah. And that's not, that's not an easy challenge to undertake, especially because from what it sounds like where you grew up, there were actual physical experiences that you had to go through with bullying. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, um, yeah. can you talk about like just how much of a challenge it is not only to be able to come to the realization that you want to better yourself as a person by being more open, you know, just yeah. from this physical environment? I mean... Yeah, I went from being, <laughs> we'd go to the beach and, and surf and come in from the surf, from surfing and, you know, as kids, like, you know, the, the older guys are throwing boxing gloves at you and telling you to box on the beach. And if you didn't box, then you get stuck in a trash can or swirly or different little things. I mean, it's all part of being younger, you know, and being a kid and getting tormented. But at the same time, it does take a toll on you mentally, you know. And I mean, it, it gets to a point like it's, yeah, just the physical environment, definitely, you know, certain, I mean, I'm all for having fun and letting kids be kids and boxing and wrestling and, you know, different this and that. But when it gets to a point, like the bullying aspect is like when you get pushed to do something like tormented, like you're going to throw, you guys better start, or you guys wrestle or box. If you guys don't, then this and that I mean I was I'm not saying I, I wasn't all about it like I loved it like I was a very physical and rambunctious you know boy I mean what what boy what young boy isn't like that but it gets to the point where you know certain certain things just aren't the best for those type of atmospheres and you know you go to school and like I said and when you're you know I mean we had a lot of white kids not all white kids got it but I mean because in most like some of them were more quiet and whatever and 
I mean, like I said, I was rambunctious, so that had something to do with it. I always was trying to play different sports and stuff with all the Hawaiian kids and things. And when you're kids, you, you know, you start getting into different atmospheres and you start playing fo- football or touch football and one thing leads to another. And, you know, next thing you know, different things end up happening. But I was, it was always, next thing you know, it'd be like five, five of the Hawaiian kids against me. And I was just like, in elementary school, I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> but, you know, it makes you, it, it really makes you stronger in certain, as bad as it sounds, it also makes you stronger in certain aspects. Like it does definitely toughen you up and it makes you stronger, but at the same point, it's, it definitely hinders you, it hinders people or hinders kids in certain ways to where, like I said, you don't understand how to show certain sides of emotion or sides of being in that certain situation will either make you or break you, I guess. And it definitely will take a toll on you mentally as well. But, and it's not just you getting older that has helped resolve that for you. Uh, you know, I, I know that there are people who go through traumatic experience or bullying, uh, even go through having uh, difficult home environments and being impacted like that when you're young and when you're a kid, it can live with you for the rest of your life. So one thing I recognize is that you are seeing the impact it has had in your life and you're choosing to overcome that and you're choosing to move past the impact. I know you said that there were certain things that started this for you. What sort of tools did you use to get yourself into a place where you wanted to move past the trauma that you've had in the past? Well, I always started to go to therapy. You know, I totally recommend like, you know, if you have any sort of like depression or anxiety or, you know, just anything mental health, like it definitely needs to be aware and people need to, you know, be more open to getting help, not to think it's not to be shameful or pride, like overly prideful that you, you can't get help, you know, because it's not so bad, but I mean, a lot more people are getting help, but I think it needs to be a lot, a lot, a lot more people getting help. And there needs to be more and more of a, uh, more out there, more resources out there for people to get help, more resources and uh, places like for people to go that aren't like crazy expensive. Like, you know, the, the therapy that I did, like I was paying out of my pocket. I mean, it wasn't expensive. I know there's pricier places but at the same point it's like you know it needs to be more talked about and which it has been within the last 10 years but there needs to be a lot more awareness to it than it already is yeah and I definitely agree that there's uh there's definitely a stigma to being more uh, emotionally open or even just accepting having uh some broken and emotional and uh, mental state that you might need some assistance with professional assistance. And I do recommend that anyone who's looking for professional assistance, I will provide a link. I myself have gone to therapy and know that has impacted my life in a very, very positive way. It's like putting a magnifying glass on your life and being able to have someone who studies and puts their time and their education into defining people's lives and into being able to look into your life and see exactly where you've been hurt, where your triggers are, and how you can go about healing. Now, therapy is beyond important. I know for, especially if you've got childhood trauma, if you have any sort of impacts from just abuse or any sort of trauma in your life where it's beyond just the surface level, what sort of daily practices or what sort of things do you do on your day-to-day to kind of help yourself 
get into this better mindset because I know talking with you, you've been very open. You've been very, uh, you know, talkative about uh, where you, you know, you're doing that day and, and even more so being able to be emotionally open with talking about some of the difficult stuff that has happened in your life and being able to change your mindset in that way is not something that is easy. And, you know, and therapy certainly helps, but what are some other ways that, or other practices that you've done to help change your mindset into a positive mindset? Um, actually re- reading. <laughs> I mean, I read a lot. I mean, I've read all kinds of different books. I started actually, honestly, I've started going to church and, you know, I just, I felt like I needed to, you know, I needed something a little more positive in my life than being in around negative negativity. I've been watching who I surround myself with. Um, just try to have a better mindset. Before I started going to church, I was reading a book on, oh, what was it? Asking it is given. And it's like a how to book on how to manifest. And it just teaches you like, even if, if you believe in manifestation, if you don't like, it just teaches you how to be in a better positive mindset. And like in the beginning of the thing, when I was going through like my rough patch before, like when I was in the midst of being in a really deep and dark place, um, I started reading that book and it actually really drew me out of that dark spot and opened my eyes to being more positive and just being, you know, more aware of, of, of different aspects of things, you know, like if, if you're constantly thinking of negativity, you're constantly going to be in a negative mindset or not even negative mindset. Just if you're constantly like feeling down and in a bad place, you're going to be down in that bad place. So you got to think positive. It's like anything. Like if you're going to think positive, you're going to be positive. If you're going to think negative, you're going to be negative. You know, treat people how you want to be treated yourself. And, you know, I kept reading that and different little things and it helped pull me out of it. And then, you know, I mean, I've always been into, you know, into religion and stuff, but I never really would go to church. Um, and, you know, I started doing that and I started reading the Bible and different things like that. And it's definitely helped me stay in a more positive and, you know, mindset on things. So a person's going to be different, you know, like I, just because I those things work for me. And you could be something totally different for Tom down the street. It could be a complete opposite of both of ours. You know, it just all depends on your mindset at the end of the day, how much you want to help, how much you want to change. And, you know, you recognize where you were having your issues within yourself that you needed to find that want to better that and have that want to better yourself. Then, you know, at a loss, but when you do find it, the best way is like start reading, start doing like not even really self-help, but like just start like putting yourself into a better mindset. It's all at the end of the day, it's all in a mindset. That's something that it sounds like coming from the environment that you came from, the easiest thing would have been to just shut down just find some way to stay comfortable and convince yourself that it's not worth the change. It's not worth getting stronger. It's not worth changing your mindset because changing a mindset is not something that happens overnight. It's something you work towards and you put effort into every single day. And so it sounds like you've really pushed your comfort zone. Reading, like not not everyone reads. I'm never... (laughs) I've never been a big, I mean, I, I, I'm very good at reading. I mean, but I've never been one to read something unless it like really interested me. Like, I mean, I never, I, I, the only time I'd read a book is if it was like a historical novel or like, then that was very, his, anything to do with history. That was the only time I'd ever read, but you know, from outside of comfort zones and read different things to get into a better mindset was like a major, major, major thing. Mm-hmm. And to come from certain situations, like, yeah, like, I mean, all depends on how you, you react to the surroundings you're provided. And 
situations are very similar that had happened to me in the past. Like when I'd get into that like dark place, I, you know, it was the first time I really honored it. Like you were saying, like earlier, like with certain situations, like I would always tend to go, like, I'm not a big drinker. Like I hate drinking, honestly. And, but I would, I would go and get into these like ruts when I get into the dark place and I'd just start partying and, you know, I'd chase, you know, I would either chase tail or, you know, I'd, I'd do something to like, to run away from being in a, a depressed or mentally dark place. And, you know, it took this first, it, this is the first time I've had, I've actually went head on with certain situations instead of running away from it from all these years. And, you know, definitely, I wish I had done it a long time ago. Like, definitely wish I had faced faced everything a long time ago and other stuff like when I was a kid like definitely took a toll not only just yeah like some stuff like I probably brought upon myself in certain situations and then some situations like you know it was just part of where I was and I mean it definitely took a toll on me when I came home and definitely you know I had some bits where I was kind of cocky or arrogant in certain situations and, you know, it didn't help certain situations that were going on at home at the same time, like, which fueled more things that had happened. And, you know, that, that was one thing that triggered relationships, like all in your surrounding and how you comprehend and interact with what's going on, especially with your emotions, it kind of, it will definitely take a toll on you in the long run for when I was at, when I was in high school and stuff, like, you know, like what you surround yourself with the, you know, dude, you have, you know, the attitude, your attitude is everything. Like if you have a bad attitude, you're not, if you're really good surfer, you're not going to get sponsors. Or if you do have sponsors, you're going to get loser sponsors. Or, if, you know, in situations where you're doing good, like, and you have a bad attitude or you're, this or that like you just it's not gonna it's not gonna benefit you so in the long run like I had certain issues that I had dealt with and main major anger issues and it all coincide like coexist with each other and they all feed off of one another and that upbringing and being rough and stuff like definitely over time will either like you realize certain things where you need to better yourself or you'll just stay in that same rut. And it, it, and it, it comes down to being like aware of your emotions. You're depressed. If you're depressed or your anxiety or, you know, you have anger issues or like, you know, I had major anger issues for a long time. I just knew how to deal with it. I had anger management in middle school. Like, you know, you learn how to handle certain issues because of, things that have happened and you know but don't run away like i definitely say don't run away from it you know you got to definitely face it head on i i really resonate with that with knowing that a lot of the trauma that we have in the past instigates this idea that either it's easier to accept it and just let it roll over you and just let it have control over you or you reach a point where you have to decide to face it and you have to decide to see it for what it is and be able to have the courage to overcome it and be able to have the courage to take it on and it's not an easy process either. It's something that's painful. It's something that, you know, you're going to fall, you're going to get hurt, you're going to be rejected, you're going to, you know, encounter a lot of situations that you're not prepared for. But yeah. like you were saying, it's it's an experience that makes you something even greater, or even stronger after yeah, overcoming. Definitely strengthens you, definitely helps you better yourself in the long run, like then you learn how to deal with everything and that just makes you better than you were yesterday you're going to be better tomorrow you know what you learn today is just going to benefit you for the future you know if you sit there and continue to 
not progress and, you know, sit in this negative mind train of thought, then you're going to be there. You're going to be stuck. You know, yeah, there's moments where I'm driving down the road and, you know, some guy pulls out in front of me and I'm like, well, you know, like under my breath, I'm mumbling stuff. And, and then I sit there and I'm like, why am I getting upset? Why am I letting something work me up? When, what if that guy's wife's in the hospital or that guy's kids in the backseat choking and he's trying to get, you know, or somebody, somebody just died in, in his family and he's rushing or his wife's pregnant, wife's on her way to the hospital without giving birth. You know, you never know what's going on and something with those per that person, like, and even if he's on his phone spacing out and cuts you off, you know, how many times have you done it like yourself? You got to think about that shit. Everyone's going to have their day. You can't like no sense be upset when something bad happens to you from somebody else because it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You just got to learn how to cope with it and be positive and continue to be the best you can be because at the end of the day, that's all you can control is yourself. Can't control what else is going on around you. Yeah. You, you can't so, control what happens, but you can yeah. control how you react to it and how you yeah. grow from it and learn from it. Yes, it's very true. And I mean, I had a major control issue. I tried to control everything around me for so long because I was so scared of losing control that, you know, tried to control everything. Just like, yeah, and I never wanted to get, because of that control issue, I never wanted to get out of my comfort zone. Like I didn't know how to enjoy myself really because I was so fixated on controlling what I was going to do around me and then focusing on the future. So I never knew how to live in the present to like relax and enjoy it. So I got certified to scuba dive. Never thought I'd do that. Thanks to, you know, my brother and my ne my nephew wanted to do it. So my, so I, they asked me if I'd do it. So I did it. I was like, yeah, I'll do it with him. I'm going to, I'm going to go skydive. There's a lot of different things that, you know, do out of my comfort zone, like doing a podcast, <laughs> not very one to talk to my, talk about myself and get out and open. But now look, I'm on a podcast that's jumping out of my comfort zone big time. So there's a lot of things that come out of dealing with your emotions or dealing like facing certain fears or certain insecurities or certain issues you have head on especially like with your mental health like at the end of the day your mental health is key if you don't if you have poor mental health you definitely need to be aware of it and get help because i lost one of my best friends that there he was like an older brother not really yeah he was like family to suicide and i mean it really took a toll on a lot of us so it was, he was really close with a lot of us. We, you know, so it sucks. I dealt with that firsthand. I mean, I've, I've lost a few friends to different things like that. But, you know, it's just the mental health is definitely key. Yeah. And it's going to be something that when you do reach a low point, everyone's got low points, everyone's got times when. We just can't feel like we're moving forward and being able to pull yourself out of that and being able to stand up and go skydiving, go on a podcast. I mean, these are the things I think that are what help not only pull you out of the sadness and the fear from things that happened in the past, but also help you to realize who you are and like, where you find enjoyment and where you find some more of your own self-identity. Mm -hmm. I agree a hundred percent with everything you just said. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it is like, you gotta, you gotta find your own self. You gotta be able to, at the end of the day, be comfortable in your own skin. You know, gotta learn how to have fun, let loose, be fun, be, be yourself, be comfortable. If you start to get in that dark place, surround yourself with people that are positive. Surround yourself with people that are going to help you to grow or help you to better yourself or, you know, start reading books, go to church, go find your happy place.
go surf, do something that takes you to a different mindset. Get out of the comfort zone, jump out of a plane, make sure your parachute works though. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there's there's a bunch of different things you can do. You just got to find that that ground that you want to, where you feel yourself is best. You know, at the end of the day, because honestly, you, don't, you only know yourself. So you know what's best for you, what's going to make you the happiest. Yeah. That's all I can really say to that one is like, you know, you just gotta you gotta find out what what helps you to grow. Yeah, and so from pushing your comfort zone, and from trying these things that maybe you never even thought of trying or testing out, that maybe you were even afraid to try, that uh, you maybe didn't even have that much encouragement with. Do you feel like from trying these things? some of that control that you wanted to have over your life is still a necessity or maybe has it changed in a way? Certain instances I still try to control when it comes to like my job and things. I mean, when it comes to like getting out of your comfort zone, like, like I said, with skydiving, like I still haven't skydived yet, but I was never scared of heights when I was a kid. And then I, a friend of mine, when I was like, 11 or 12 was like I'm scared of heights and he was an older kid like I think he was like 15 or something and I was like 12 or 13 and yeah sometimes I was like early teens and I was like oh no like yeah me too I'm scared of heights and so I like fixated this thing in my head that I was scared of heights and so for a long time like I never every time somebody be like let's go skydive let's do this and I'm like no I'm not skydiving no I'm not doing this like uh-uh like, I'm scared of heights. Like, I'm not doing that. And then finally, I was sitting there. I was like, I've never been scared of heights. Like, why am I, like, if I can jump and there's water above below me, like, I don't care how high it is. I'll jump it. Like, so I'm definitely not scared of heights. So why was I always, like, fixated? Like, I was scared of heights. Why did I, like, have this train of thought where I was, like, stuck in this position? Like, I'm not doing that. And it was like, oh, because I was trying to control a situation and I like worked myself up to make myself believe I was scared. So like, I came to odds with that one. And then I started thinking about other things like with that, like, like the scuba diving. Like I used to be like, I'm never going to scuba dive. There's no way I'm going to scuba dive. And then I'm just like the same thing. Like, why would I, why did I get stuck in that thing? I was like, yeah, because you're trying to control a situation and you couldn't control, like you didn't want to let go and not control that situation. Like, because you're kind of out of control when you're underwater like that, you're kind of reliant, reliant on at 65 feet, reliant on a tank with air in it. And if something goes wrong, you either have a partner next to you that will buddy system you. And he has a, a second, a secondary, a secondary respirator. Or not respirator, but you know, like the piece, the piece that goes in your mouth. Um, I can't think of the word for it right now, the proper terminology for it. But um, you know, so you have a second, so you find your buddy and then you get it. But there was that thing again, like that's out of my control. Like I was so fixed, like so stuck and wanting to control the situation. I wasn't gonna. I didn't want to. I was too scared to not do it. You know, I was too scared to do it because it was out of my control if something was to happen. And I had a hard time in the past not not letting loose to be able to enjoy those situations, I guess you'd say, you know, instead of and didn't have that outlook. I had that fear of, I guess it was almost that fear of weakness if I was to show that I wasn't good at something either, to try something new, even though I wasn't, because I, at one point in time, I stopped, completely stopped surfing like straight focused on like rodeoing like and I started riding bulls and everything and like I mean I did it when I was a kid and then I stopped and surfed and my parents sold our horses and I got back into it when I was like 19 or 20 you know I did that and that was conquering a fear like that's getting out of my comfort zone the first time I moved to you know like moved from Hawaii was to go and rodeo in Colorado and Wyoming and stuff and it definitely I've done it so I don't know why I was scared to let certain situations control me like that but 
you know, at the end of the day, like you find ways to cope with it, to work yourself up, to take a leap of faith and let loose a bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe if you can call it crazy, if you can call it risky, if you can call it just, you know, out of your mind nuts, like (laughs) maybe there's some goodness that comes from testing yourself. I mean, it's good to have a clear head and clear mind and, you know, yeah, you know, you can't go broke at the casino just because you enjoy gambling, but there's, Oh God, I'd go, I'd push myself. So if I go in a casino and I got money, <laughs> if you just ran over to a bull, you know, that's, you know, that's a different kind of risk as there's definitely some intelligence you need to have, but I do think that there is, a turning point that you reach when you test your limits, when you see the things that you feel inadequate in, doubtful in, maybe that you've even tried and had enjoyment from, but you just let slip away that when you test yourself again and you put your all into it and you just Go for it. Put yourself in the situation. See what happens. Yes, you know, there's risk. Yes, there's fear. Yes, there's things that do happen, which is, you know, why you you stay prepared, but you learn a lot about yourself. And you learn a lot about what has made you afraid and just how little power that has over you and just what sort of things have been controlling your life oh god yeah i've learned in the last five years she's learned a lot <laughs> i mean i yeah like just in the last six months i've learned a lot i've learned a shit done honestly <laughs> but yeah like the five years i've definitely learned i've, I've lived in <laughs> i've lived in colorado I've lived in North Wyoming. I've lived in North Dakota. Lived in Florida. Lived in Massachusetts twice. Lived in Hawaii. I moved from Hawaii, then I moved back to Hawaii, and then I moved back. And then, you know, I've kind of I've, I've bounced all over the place. And you know, like it just it teaches you like a form of resilience in a way, like how to understand and cope with different surroundings and how to adapt and find your way. Like, I feel like no matter where I've been, I've always found a way to fall on my feet. No matter how how hard a situation will get, like, I've, I've found ways to make it work within the last five years. I mean, yeah, I've had help in certain places, like, with certain situations, like, moving back to Hawaii or moving to Massachusetts because it's where I have family. But, you know, going, like, from Hawaii to North Dakota, yeah, I have a friend that lives up there, so it kind of was made it easier. But, like, when I moved to Colorado, like, me and a buddy moved. We had a friend. We stayed with them for a little bit. And then we went out on our own. And then, like, you know, we went up to – I went up to Wyoming with a friend and to rodeo at a, at a rodeo – at a night rodeo. They have them in northern, in northern Wyoming and Cody. And, you know, it's, like, ended up staying. I stayed at the rodeo grounds for the summer, rodeoed at night. Like, you know, I got a job and ended up just staying. Like, I didn't know nobody. But, you know, I found a way to make it work and found a way to land on my feet, you know. And then from there I moved and, you know, kind of bounced all over the place. But no matter what the situation is, I've always figured out how to land and make the best out of opportunities or find opportunities. But then it also gets to the point where it's like you get too many opportunities. <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> I have too many, like, it's like, do I stay in Massachusetts? Do I go back to Hawaii? Do I go this? Do I do that? You know, like, it's one of those things. Like, you find ways to adapt and make it work. There's always going to be options. There's always going to be, there's always going to be hardships. There's always going to be your ups and your downs. When you have your downs, it all depends on how quickly you land on your feet and, and how you make, how resilient you can be on bettering your situation. It may take some time, like sometimes it may, you know, may take a few months to, you know, you land on your feet, but then it might take a few months to get 
things are trucking, you know, like it may stay stagnant for a few, for a little bit. And then the moment you get a click in is the moment you start going on an upward trajectory. You know, you start going, you start, you know, climbing. It's like a stock exchange. You know, you have your lows and your highs, you know, but most of the time on like stock exchange, your highs stay pretty high for a while. And then something happens, you got a little bit of a dump. And then, you know, then you back up on a, you know, before closing, then you got go back up into a higher trajectory and after hours. So, you know, it just, it all, it all depends on the way you really, where you, the way you make out with it, not in a sexual term of making out with it, but <laughs> you know, it's all, it all depends on how you, 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 you look at it at the end of the day and how to better yourself and be the best version of yourself. You know, you got to, there's a lot of humility. You got to be involved. There's a lot of, you know, takes a lot of strength, but then on top of it, there's a lot of humility. There's a lot of, you know, awareness. There's a lot of, you know, just learning to be, you know, be compassionate as well. Like you got to understand some type, have some sort of compassion. It's, you know, if it, if it's emotional or, you know, if it's like affection, like different, different things with that and just you got to learn how to just literally yeah really just be the best best version that you can be to better yourself in the long run yeah i i like i like those words as kind of like a final statement and uh, i really appreciate hearing your story coming from a background that is rough where you are restricted, where you feel like you need control in order to survive. And to come from that, to go through life and take on challenges and become now, I mean, a nomad, but a nomad that is choosing to live life positively. And it sounds like it's made you a very free person. Anger issues. I don't think I've ever seen you be mad since we started chatting as friends. And, you know, so it astounds me. It just astounds me seeing oh, I had, the change. I had, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had major, major issues. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's another story for another time. <laughs> but no, I definitely, I've definitely learned how to cope with a lot of things. And, you know, it definitely helps. Yeah. Well, is so. there's anything like any last message of encouragement that you would like to give to people who are, might be stuck in a rut and might not feel brave enough or strong enough to be able to test themselves yet? What would you say to them? in order to help them move forward. Don't ever be too prideful to look for help. You know, if you're in a bad place mentally, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like get the help. If you feel like you need help or you feel like you're stuck, don't be, don't hesitate. You know, like life's too precious to be in that mind frame or mindset to, you know, to feel like you're, you're never going to be able to get better. You know, at the end of the day, you always get better and there's always ways to help you get better. So if you feel like you're in that deep hole or that dark place in depression, or, you know, you feel like the world is, is closing in on you and you just feel like you want to go and take a a kayak out into the middle of the ocean or take a drive up in the middle of woods, you know, definitely go get help. Don't do anything that, will could hurt other people because at the end of the day yeah you may feel like you're may feel like it's just a thing to do but at the end of the day like you're the only person you're hurting you're not hurting just yourself you're you're hurting yourself physically but you're hurting like every person that you interact with every person you love every person that has anything to do with you you know your friends your family your colleagues your acquaintances you know that just say at the end of the day if like you you're in that type of mindset where that's what you're feeling you know don't be don't hesitate don't be afraid don't be too prideful you know you can show weakness and and give in and get help 
you know, at the end of the day, it's, it, that's what matters. Like you need to deal with that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, you know, your life's, life's precious. You know, there's no price tag on it. No matter how, <laughs> there, there ain't no price tag to how much life is worth. So I just, mm-hmm. anyone that is listening that is in that type of mindset or looking for, you know, is, is not there, not mentally healthy, you know, definitely get help or start talking to somebody or tell somebody, you know, doesn't have to be a therapist. Ask somebody for help just because you don't know how to get to that situation and better it. Like somebody, your best friend can help you, your mom, your aunt, even just some random person walking down the side of the road. Doesn't matter. Like there's always someone that there to help you. And sometimes the least likely people you would expect are the ones that will give you the best, you know, advice and talk you off that ledge. So that's my, that's my advice. You know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty solid. I, it's, we're all in this together. Even if we don't feel like it, sometimes there's, there's always someone around. And I appreciate so much that we got to hear your story today, Anthony. Thank you so Thanks. much for joining us. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Have a nice evening. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Journey Podcast. I will be putting some source links for anyone looking for therapy, mental health assistance. And of course, if you are in a dark place and don't feel like you can get the help that you need, reach out. It can be to me or to the people in your life, but reach out. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Journey Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Journey Podcast. Next time, we'll be talking about the dream, having a family, getting married, and the expectations that come from getting the dream.